Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we're joined live in the studio by our good friend, the Land Roverista himself, Vlado Stack, all the way from Hayus in Slovakia. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the burlap seat squab to Stevens air-conditioned captain's chairs. I'm the pain in the ass of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike, and very special guest, Vlado. So uh, we're uh, we're all in uh, different places here. Funny enough, Vlado's actually visiting uh, Pangolin 4x4 up there in Oregon. And uh, I'm actually at Vlado's house in Slovakia. So, <laughs> so you know, he, it worked out. It worked out that way. Yeah. It's a little swaparoo, you know, it's, it's uh, like wife swap, but uh, different. So how is the U.S. treating you uh, so far? Uh, uh, Vlado, you haven't been uh, you haven't been shot uh, or anything yet. So far, so good. Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, so far, so good. A couple of uh, scary things happen on the road. My rental yep. car, but okay. yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Ike and the team is treating me very, very well. I feel very welcome here. I'm actually here to, to, to see what is Ike and, and the team doing on Series 1s and uh, finding some inspiration on the upcoming uh, 107 station wagon project we are working on. So that's, that's, that's very cool. How many 107 station wagons are there in uh, in Slovakia? I've got to imagine probably not a lot. Well, there was zero until recently when I acquired the only one that was ever imported to Yugoslavia and oh. and one more uh, which came from uh, Africa. So there are two at the moment. And uh, so that's like probably the, the, the most 107 station wagons has, has ever been in Slovakia. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's perfect. And, well, that's you, perfect. and you brought them both there. I right? brought them both there. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. 
Yeah. So uh, uh, Vlado came to the shop and he's been uh, uh, very carefully inspecting our 107 wagons, which, uh, you know, are driving cars, but not restored yeah. cars. But he's uh, he's going over all the details. We have a, a 56 and a 57 in the shop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they are um, they have some differences and he's kind of, uh, you know, taking notes and taking photographs and and uh, he's he's doing a careful inspection. Uh, so far, he's spent um, what what was it, Vlado? Uh, Thirteen days uh, inspecting the the fifty seven, and uh, he's got another he's got another month and a half that he's going to stay here, <laughs> right. uh, just kind of getting all the details right. It's for like his a project. like a forensic analysis of that car. Yeah, really. Uh, oh yeah, the, the equipment, yeah. the equipment yeah. that he brought with him, the spectrum analysis. And, uh, you know, all uh, the electron scanning microscope and, uh, you you know, he's going to he's going to get all of this, all the details just just right on this project. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to to see it. Tell us tell us a little bit more about the project and, uh, you know, what your what your direction forward is with it. Well, um, the 107 station wagon was something that has uh, caught my attention thanks to Ike and uh, and his incredible original uh, wagons that he has. And I had a client that was open to like do anything, anything special. And I suggested him that we do the 107 station wagon because I was, you know, I fell for it. And the client was all in. He's a young guy, a collector of, of uh, Land Rovers and cars in general. And oh, cool. uh, we want to go maybe something, try something different with it. So we want to do a restoration, which will be like a, a precise in terms of, uh, of of the parts that are used. But we want to do a, a, a twist with the, uh, the paint and like the overall uh, vehicle. Uh, we call the project a queen, the queen. Nice. And it will be kind of like a series one uh, station wagon, which a queen would order or get back in the 50s. So it will be all green inside and out. And uh, I've been to inspect also the, the Queen's Land Rovers uh, in, in the museum in, uh, in UK. So I got yeah. the details there and then some some uh, of, uh, ideas about how to do this project. So yeah, yeah this is what we're cool. doing, uh, a dark green uh, 107 station wagon. So mechanically and, uh, you know, in terms of the fittings, it sounds like it's going to be uh, very original in terms of the parts that are used. And then in terms of the finishes, you know, the the paint and the interior may be done to a little bit higher level than what's stock. Does that sound like uh, the direction? You're yeah, going? that's about right. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Very cool. Very cool. That sounds like a, a neat, uh, neat project. I'm excited to see how that comes together. You know, based on what you've uh, you've been taking really careful notes and measurements about all the fasteners and you know how things are assembled. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see that project. So and and just so exactly how many max tracks go on the outside of it. That's also an important <laughs> detail to uh, to pick up exactly how they're fitted. As we all know, the Queen uh, was a huge max tracks fan. Right? Oh yeah, we we'll find a, a good spot for that. I'll make sure. I'll make sure. <laughs> it's just not safe off road without max tracks. That's for sure. Or on road for that matter. Just not safe not to have. You should really have them with you all the time. Just in case. Just in case you get you get personally stuck. I'll keep that in mind. Your way out. Did, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Did I show you like there's tiny little like like max tracks for I assume like an RC car or something that you can get. And uh, an entrepreneurial gentleman 
has uh, has created a mod that allows you to attach them to your Crocs. So you can put them on the sides of your Crocs uh, in those little Croc holes, and you've got little you got little Max tracks on the sides of your Crocs to make them off road capable. Obviously, so how many pairs have you bought, Stephen? I'm I've cornered the market so far. I'm picturing a product that you have like a sack full of these uh, Max yes. tracks, and then when right. you get your vehicle stuck, you just you just scatter them, you know, out in front of the car. <laughs> Yeah, like putting wood chips down or something. Yeah, you know, it's very similar. Just tiny little orange Max tracks everywhere. You just yeah. take a couple handfuls, throw them under the wheels, and uh, and you're good to go. Yeah, it's I think we should uh, we should think of a uh, an underpowered hour line of Croc off road accessories. I think maybe there's a market there. So there's really only one person that's capable yeah. of bringing something that amazing to the marketplace. <laughs> and that's that's you, Stephen. Yeah, well, hey, you know, there there you go. There you go. Tiny uh tiny max tracks for your Crocs. Uh anyway, sorry. I uh I just uh, just struck me so, that uh yeah. Yeah, and and back to back to Vlado's trip to England. So you're kind of doing the world tour here. You're visiting all these uh, you know, hubs of Land Rover uh repair and and uh museums and these sorts of places. And so you're you're taking notes and taking photos and getting inspiration to to start this project, or or have you already started? Yeah, that that's right. That's what I'm I'm doing, and I I I feel very grateful that I have the opportunity to do something like that, and it's also very exciting to to see all those Land Rovers and the people the people of the Land Rover, the owners and and uh, the places and so on. So yeah, we have started the process. So it's uh, partially dismantled already, but uh, um. Everything is, you know, uh, still like within <laughs> walking distance from from the car. Uh, so we just wanted to know what we have, what we're working with. Uh, so we've mm-hmm. done a basic uh, strip down, and it looks well. Before I came here, I thought it we have a very very complete and good vehicle. <laughs> but after I seen yours and realized how many fasteners there are, which uh, we are missing, is going to be yeah. Uh, uh, quite fun, you know, to, to make the things right. But uh, that's what we do. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. The yeah. 107 wagon, for those listeners that are not familiar, it, it uh, appears to be assembled from a Rector set. And so there, yeah. there's somewhere between 30 and 40 million rivets <laughs> and uh, bolts and it, fasteners. In, in individual shareedized like, yeah. fasteners. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. Uh, it, it is a real challenge to get all of those right, especially if you have a car that has been previously disassembled and put back together. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes, uh, you know, between 10 and 15 million of those fasteners are are lost or replaced, replaced with right. non-original items. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The majority uh, of them are uh, yeah, hardware store, uh, hardware store shiny uh, metric uh, bolts. But uh, yeah, I actually I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the 107 station wagon. Uh, nine tenths of its weight is uh, fasteners. The uh, the actual car weighs very little. It's mostly bolts. It's it's yeah. bolts bolted to other bolts. <laughs> yeah, and then those yeah. are riveted together. Yeah, and then those two bolts are riveted together. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a uh, yeah. They're they're they are a really fascinating car. I've always you know the 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 part of the 107 wagon for me that I think is the is the most fascinating is the rear door that looks like it's from a different car that someone has just sort of grafted onto the back uh, almost as if it was a an afterthought or something but they're just such a unique uh, car and uh, yeah real wonderful uh, really it's, really it's wonderful It's funny you mentioned the rear door uh, are you talking mm-hmm. about the middle door or the rear Yeah the middle door, door. The yeah no you, yeah that's right the middle door sorry the passenger's uh, side doors 
Yeah, they're kind of like at a different, they like almost a different height. Like the front yeah. door bottom doesn't line up with the the middle door. You know, the body. No, not at all. Kind of got a got a like yeah. a jog in it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I thought you were referring to the rear door on the back of the vehicle, mm. and that is actually just a side door that's <laughs> bolted on the back of the car. I don't know if you've ever noticed that on your station wagon, uh, but it's. it's it Just is. That's right why it's door. flat. Yeah, that's why it's flat across the top, I guess. You're right. That's a good point. Uh, it is. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, you know what? If you've got it, use it, I suppose. You know, it's a simple car and uh, that's just one less part to stock. So there mm-hmm. you go. So, so Vlado, is this your first Series 1 project that you're working on? I know that you guys do a lot of Defender work and some series work as well is this your first series one project yeah actually uh we had a few series ones with which we did some repairs on or uh, i just bought them because i had an opportunity to buy a, a good and cheap vehicle so we work on a few but we've never done like a complete restoration of one so i really wanted to do this one right so yeah that's the reason i came to the mecca of, of series one land rovers Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so what like else that. have you uh what else have you been doing while you're uh while you're up there in uh Oregon, Vlado? What's been on your schedule? Yeah, so I've been, you know, today, just recently, I've been to the shopping mall and I feel uh, oh. a bit overwhelmed with all the Black Friday deals, you know. No Black Friday in Slovakia, I guess. Uh not as intensive probably as as here. We've been uh, with Ike and uh, the team at a church to eat taco close by the taco church yeah that place is it's true i'm a it's big a, fan of that it's a religious experience yeah. eating yeah. Yeah. eating yeah. there uh, so we i've been eating taco with ike and and the team and um also spent some time in the shop in uh we've done a little uh driving of the 107 and uh yeah. for tomorrow we've uh, had uh, actually ike has planned a, a trip an adventure so we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see i'm gonna make it that it that this may be the last time anybody ever hears from you. Yeah. 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 yeah it could oh, be. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, we're going to do a little outing in series ones, uh, you know, uh, so hopefully, hopefully everything will go smoothly. But uh, yeah. I think Linus, yep. uh, Linus and Maddie and Jenna and uh, Vlado and I are going to pile all in series ones and and uh, do some do some off road driving up in the hills around the town here. And uh, should be super fun. I'm hoping that uh, I won't uh, see Vlado fighting with uh, women over flat screen TVs on the six o'clock news, a Black yep. Friday, you <laughs> know, right. sort of debacle. You got to get those but, deals. Uh, you got to get those deals. You know, got to get those deals pushing pushing people down. He's yep. he's shipping jeans back to Slovakia or something like that. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what'll happen. Great deals but, though, uh, just great, really great deals. You can't. He didn't come here to work on Series Ones. That's just no. a cover. <laughs> he's coming yeah. to smuggle American goods back to Slovakia. The Black Friday deals. It's the Black Friday deals. Yeah, yeah. I mean you but, can't. Uh, you, this, you is, know, this has been yeah. a trip of firsts for Vlado. Vlado had right. uh, pumpkin pie for the first time. You know, yeah, tell me uh, about that, Vlado. So, had you had you ever heard of pumpkin pie before this? I, it's obviously not a, a popular dish in Slovakia. Uh, uh, well, uh, I was uh, surprised because pumpkin is a vegetable, so uh, it's something like a vegetable cake. What to expect from it? And then with the cream on top of it. So, <laughs> but it yeah. was actually very nice and sweet. Yeah, yeah, you liked it. And yeah. also, yeah. Uh, okay. first time gravy. And uh, gravy was also very nice. So I'm getting used to this slowly. Now, 
He uh, now that's he interesting. Asked, yeah, you never had the gravy before. That's yeah. uh yeah. I I he, just figured that you know Eastern Europe has got to have some gravy here and there. You know, Vlado asked someone at our Thanksgiving what gravy was, and uh, mm-hmm. the description he got was it's a it's a meat sauce that you put on <laughs> meat. I was like, that's accurate, but funny. Yeah, it's actually pretty much what it is. It's yeah, accurate. you're right. It is a meat sauce you put so, on meat. Yeah. Vlado also drove a 107 wagon for the first time. That was a big first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he uh, also, one of his first questions uh, when he arrived was, uh, where's the dispensary? So uh, <laughs> cannabis is legal right. in Oregon. And uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He he wanted and, to know uh, where the nearest one was, what their where were. where it is, and uh, and he's been stoned uh, nonstop <laughs> since uh, since arriving. It's, been, it's like a Bob Marley concert over there. But, uh, uh, Ike's yeah. answer was even better. He was like, uh, the dispensary is like or just right next to the porn shop, <laughs> which is be open. True. It's a country of sin. Yeah, that Oregon yeah. man. It is the. It's a wild place. It's a wild. Place. Yeah, more strip clubs per capita in Oregon than any other state. I'm told. Yeah. Yeah, it gets cold there in the winter. You know, you gotta it's you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So you know. So Stephen, what's happening in the world of Land Rovers? Well, this uh, week there's actually two real fun uh, stories. Uh, one of them, and and I think this is a fairly well known uh, story, but one of them that we'll uh, we'll link to in the uh, in the show notes here is uh, from our good friends at Business Insider. As you know, Ike and I uh, often contribute to Business Insider. Um, Queen Elizabeth's Range Rover, or, you know, at least a Range Rover described as probably belonging to Queen Elizabeth, has been resold uh, by the uh, gentleman who uh, who purchased it, which is in itself not really that remarkable, um, except that uh, he paid, you know, about 30,000 pounds for it uh, and turned around and sold it for $165,000. So uh, he bought wow. it for around 40, right? And sold it for around 165. So, you know, made about 120 grand off of uh, what was probably Queen Elizabeth's uh, Range Rover. Again, I, I love the business article for saying it's not even, not even definitely, it's probably, probably belonged to the Queen. So, um, yeah, there you go. 120 grand turnover on what is, you know, to be fair, it's an L322 Range Rover 2005, which is nearly my favorite Range Rover. 2009 is sort of favorite. peak. It's yeah. nearly, it's, it, it might have been my favorite, you know, probably. It's probably my favorite. Um, That's but, quite uh, the upside yeah. for a questionable provenance. Right. There is a picture in this article of what looks like uh, Queen Elizabeth once. Uh, you know, I don't know, someone asked her uh, to, uh, you know, uh, for direction somewhere or something. The the, the photo that uh, that the article has of her looking out the window, she looks quite, quite cross with someone. And uh, it is the, you know, uh, Windsor green or whatever that color is that uh, a lot of the royal vehicles are, that dark green color. Vlado, Vlado probably, probably knows. Yeah, right. Similar to, to what that 107 wagon is going to be like, maybe. Yeah. Is it is it Windsor green, Vlado? Is that the name of the color? I'm not sure about the motor vehicles, to be to be honest. But yeah. they're custom, custom like green. That. The old ones, the series ones, uh, no, the series one, but the, the series two and the series three and the early Fender, actually the one ten, they are some custom green from from what I've uh, been able to to see. Well, I guess that's going to be another um, item that we're going to have to research. Okay. Is going to be the uh, the the color code for yeah. the royal vehicles. 
Yeah, what is that color code? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I don't know if you see the screen here, right? But what do you uh, what do you think she's uh, she's thinking there? Seems as though like she's sort of looking at the picture of the Range Rover, saying like, "I don't know, that's not my Range Rover." You know, <laughs> you know, know she 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 does look annoyed. I think she's she's uh, wondering why anyone would take a photograph of her in her Range Rover. That's true. But uh, could be another one. There's another say. one. Yeah, she's uh, always got a delightful headscarf on uh, driving this around. Uh, now, from what I understand, she would only be allowed to drive these cars on the grounds of one of the, uh, the you know, the the castles, either Belmoro up in Scotland or, or Windsor Castle, whatever, or, or of course, uh, Buckingham Palace. She would be allowed to drive them around sort of, you know, in her garden, which is... Uh, which is obviously a pretty significant one. But uh, there you go. You have uh, the uh, the queen in uh, a Range Rover that you just made $120,000 on. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So the next yeah. question the, and, the, and probably the most salient is um, where are you going to park this Range Rover? Yeah. Steven? <laughs> just, I just <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Still looking for space, still looking for space for it. But, uh, you know, I just couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. It probably belonged to the queen. So, you know, hey, I've got a lot of cars that probably belong to a bunch of different people. So, uh, you know, if anyone's interested, please, please reach out. Uh, You know, happy to uh, come up with somebody that may or may not have uh, owned any number of different uh, cars. So. There you go. I uh, I'm wondering what else is happening in the world of Land Rovers. Is there is there something else that we should know? Well, about? I'm glad you ask. Uh, I'm glad you ask, Ike, because uh, there very much is. Uh, we have a uh, an article from uh, the old uh, Jalopnik, uh, which uh, I know you're a big fan of, that uh, is talking about the Jaguar Land Rover won't clear its 5,000 vehicle uh, repair backlog until uh, probably sometime next year. So there is apparently a whole stack of uh, Land Rover cars uh, across the United Kingdom waiting uh, to be fixed. They are parked up uh, because there are not enough parts to fix them. Part of the big uh, international shortage of all things and disruption of supply chains has caused uh, JLR to have a pretty enormous uh, backlog. Um, And this article goes on to, uh, you know, get an apology from uh, new CEO Adrian uh, Martell, our good our good buddy. And uh, yeah, basically says just, uh, you know, sorry. We're on to a fix as soon as we can. I think this is uh, something that's not uh, necessarily particular to Land Rover. This is kind of an artifact of uh, just-in-time manufacturing. And uh, the the issue is, uh, you know, if you need more than one, uh, just-in-time manufacturing takes a while. That's right. And it does. That's a departure from the sort of traditional model of warehousing spare parts until they're needed, right? Yeah. Well, and also sort of having that available for cars then later on. I mean, would there be no new old stock if uh, back in the day there was just in time manufacturing? I mean, probably not, right? We, We probably wouldn't have all of the different fasteners that Vlado will need for that 107 wagon uh, if it was, uh, you know, if it was made just in time, because it would have never been made in the first place. I think that's right, you know, and you really starting to see that with uh, some of the classic Range Rover stuff, some of the NAS Defender stuff that's, you know, 20, 30 years old and uh, is now, you know, some of those pieces are 
virtually impossible to get parts yeah. for. Yeah, that's right. Oh, our Freelander parts. Let me tell you, Freelander rear turn signal uh, side uh, lenses. Ooh, uh, nearly impossible. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, and Vlado, you might know the answer to this. Um, I'm told that the, the military of Luxembourg used uh, Freelanders in, in large numbers. I know they had I know they had forward controls, uh, quite a few of them, lens and drive. I, I even think they and all foreign controls that are in Europe are from the Luxembourg army. I'm not I'm sure about the Freelanders. <laughs> to be honest, can't you just can't you just picture a, a like a, a line of Freelanders so, you know coming in over the hill for an attack? Yeah. Nothing more intimidating. Uh, you know they've got. That's why the uh, they made the one with the rear roof that comes off because a uh, a guy would sit up there with a 50 caliber machine gun like a Humvee. Oh, just that's right, what it's uh, right off the back. Of, that's what it's, it's for. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's little. It's known one of fact. the two doors with the removable hardtop and just has yeah. a machine gun ring on top. Yeah, and the guy's just sticking out the back of the hardtop there. Uh, they've got the. Uh, that's what those side rails are actually for. They're for mounting the uh, 50 caliber. Uh, machine gun. As as you know, I mean, Luxembourg, a very aggressive country, always attacking someone in their Freelanders. And uh, yeah, it's a sort of, it kind of feels a little Mad Maxy, actually. Like that's, you know, if it, if the world had come to an end and I needed to Mad Max out a car, I mean, of course it would be a Freelander and uh, feels like it would fit pretty comfortably in that role, you know? Just just picture one racing across the battlefield, blaring Cindy Lauper. That'd be great. <laughs> it would, I would have a, a guy, uh, I would have a, a, like maybe a, a middle-aged guy on like uh, with a ukulele that shoots flames up on the roof or something. Not, you know, couldn't be a full-size guitar, really wouldn't fit, but, uh, you know, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know? So you're in South Dakota. So there's, are there, is there anything Land Rovering happening in South Dakota? There, there isn't anything Land Rovering. I'm not even sure that there's a Land Rover dealership here in South Dakota. I have to do some googling. If we have any listeners in the uh, in the Dakotas, uh, yeah, we have to hang out. But no, I'm here uh, pheasant hunting with my uh, dad and some uh, friends, and uh, we're having a great time. And uh, yeah, I've been looking uh, as I always do uh, for any uh, possible Land Rovers, but uh, it is impossible to see anything but an F-150. There is, uh, I think there's more F-150s here than there are uh, people. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure who drives all these F-150s, but uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. This is truck country for sure. Now, speaking of domestic manufacturing, uh, the the Defender, as of a few years ago, is made in Slovakia. Is that right, Vlado? And that's true. They've been actually working very hard recently due to the delays in production. So there are, I'm not sure if it's still, but for some time, I know there has been like a three uh, sh uh, kind of shifts going on. So it was like nonstop producing cars. And even like uh, when I'm driving around Slovakia, there's a lot of time I see uh, full trains of new defenders going, uh, going west. And uh, I mm -hmm. see a lot of trucks. Um, full of defenders going uh, all over the, all over Europe. But I, I actually wanted to to visit them the other day, but everything is top secret there. You can't that. I even try, you know, to, to, to visit as, as, as somebody that's uh, involved in the community and uh, being active with Land yeah. but uh, it's all top secret. So who knows what's going there, going on there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. They're working on the, uh, the 80 inch, the 80 inch new defender. I can't wait. Um, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. It's like, it's a chocolate factory sort of situation in there. You've got tiny guys in boats and defender parts and who knew, you know, it's, uh, you know, I was actually watching something in the UK, uh, the other day, uh, it was a, I don't know what show it was, but it was all about the manufacturing of the new defender. And they did show some shots inside of the factory and, uh, talked about the, you know, the folks, uh, they're getting it all up and running and, uh, 
yeah, I mean, they're making a lot of defenders. Holy moly, there are a ton of new defenders out there. Uh, not none here in South Dakota, but but the rest of the country, certainly. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, they're churning them out like crazy. I don't know how popular they are in the rest of uh, of, of Europe, Vlado. Are there a ton of 110s and uh, and 90s and things in uh, Slovakia and, and other parts yeah. of Eastern Europe? Yeah, actually, you can see a lot of them. I was... Uh, surprised how many uh, they drive, even even in Slovakia and and uh, Eastern and Central European countries. There's quite a lot of them. You can even you can even see those uh, Carpathian or uh, Carpathian edition or something like that, which is like the uh, the 500 yeah. uh, horsepower uh, gray edition uh, defenders, which are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's quite a lot. Of, actually, my 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 neighbor has one, so we always park, you know, next to each other. He has the new one. I have the old one. Uh, there's quite a lot of them. And what's an interesting thing uh, on our like uh, uh, Craigslist, right? Craigslist uh, in Slovakia. Yeah. What what do they call it? There? So it's it's uh, called a bazos. So it's like a market bazos. Yeah. So it's kind of a marketplace. Yeah. And what is you know I'm I'm researching this uh, every day uh, for and uh, looking for various yeah. Land Rover Defender parts and so. And uh, yep. recently yep. there has been like a lot of new Defender parts uh, under some anonymous. A seller, you know, selling like, uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, selling like, uh, like he has a hundred uh, lights, fender logo, door lights, uh huh, a hundred of them yep. for sale, or <laughs> like rear left light, never used <laughs> without the box <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and that's futile. Uh, may- maybe some of those fell off the old supply chain yep. on the way to the factory yeah, from- uh, there, or. Oh, it's, uh, they just fell off. Here. He's got a cousin. He's got a cousin. Yeah, I got a cousin that works over there. Uh, yeah, that's. Hey, you know what? I guess don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. You know? Or or there's a bunch of folks in Slovakia missing a rear right tail. <laughs> one of the two. I don't know. It's, I guess it could be either one. Or once a guy he texted me. He texted me that um, a new defender has from inside an interior kind of a sail protection or something like that. And he texted me like mm-hmm. like he has fifty of them for sale. And he was trying to like sell me those because he found on the internet that I work with uh, Land Rovers and Defenders. And yeah, he texted me like an offer of 50 of those and asking ridiculous money for like 200 per piece. So he was right. like hoping I would right. buy like for 10,000, 10,000 euros, you know, worth of uh, our sill protectors for a new Defender. Sill protector? Yeah. A lifetime supply. Lifetime of supply. Of, now, yeah. I'm assuming these are these are finding their way out of the supply chain, uh, you know, uh, and and into into the Craigslist. Yeah. It's know, those five thousand kind of cars parked up in the UK waiting for a sill plate. Now, <laughs> now that brings me back to that article. I was uh, I for, we forgot to touch on something which I thought was actually the most interesting part of that story, which was the factory is recommending the use of secondhand parts. Right. To repair the cars and, uh, you know, sort of ease this backlog. And I was thinking, you know, where where are these secondhand parts coming from there? <laughs> are they parting out new vehicles? Like, where is that? I guess they're coming from Slovakia Craigslist. From Slovakia Craigslist. It sounds about right. Yeah. There's this guy named Gabor on Slovakian uh, Slovakian Craigslist <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, got He's got 5,000 uh, signature panels and uh, is really willing to make a deal, you know? So, hey. It's, we're going to find out that all all of those vehicles are disabled because of their lack of signature panels. And there's no signature panels. Yeah, maybe we should, uh, you know, send Adrian Mardell a quick note and uh, let him know that there there are parts out there. <laughs> Just uh, you've got to look in some alternative places, maybe. That's the... Yeah, that's the you know, Jerry the, the, has uh, put in a special, uh, you know, secret backdoor in the ECU 
that yeah. uh, disables the vehicle if the if it's driven without a signature panel. <laughs> the signature panel is removed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it completely disables chip. the vehicle. The chip in the signature panel, you can't can't drive the cars without a signature no, panel. No, exactly. That's right. Well, that's actually the thing I like maybe the most about the outbound edition is that they really in you know really embraced the signature panel and just extended it all the way to the back of the car, <laughs> wiping out the rear windows entirely. I'm waiting for the con signature panel that brings the panel out away like from the windows. Five inches out? Yeah. So you can't five see inches the mirrors anymore? Wide. It's just a... Yeah, it's like a spacer for the signature panel and you put it on the outside so it sticks no. out past the wheel arches. I think what you're talking about might just be the spice rack. I mean, it kind that's, of is. The, yeah, you're kind of talking about it. I did see a guy in Los Angeles in a 90 with two spice racks. I've never seen that before. It looked like Princess Leia. There was a spice rack on either side. A white. <laughs> it was a white 90 with black spice racks on either side it's seriously it had like a mickey mouse princess leia vibe going on it was you know i don't know that person just really embraced this the, you know the exterior storage i guess it's a 90 every extra inch counts so you know put the put the, there's yeah. not a lot of space in the back of those cars no exactly no they're more of a lifestyle car not really meant for hauling stuff so hey put a couple spice racks on the outside no problem you know i think now uh how many spice racks do you have in your car i think uh, i have a, just the one i have just the one just the one i got the, she, uh, the one Mm -hmm. Yeah, but how many are you planning to put on? I'm going to put two on the side of the uh, of the short wagon. That's my plan. Two next on the to side and then yeah, one on the no. front? And one on the front. So, yeah, to the passenger side of the windshield. I don't really use that side anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, hang them off the doors, off the fenders. You know, just a whole... <laughs> whole whack of uh, of spice racks. They really are. I mean, you know, they're they're a great little they're a great little little pack. I don't think we've ever effectively used it for anything. Um although Jenna and Liza did put stuff on there in the Rebel. They did have mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but I guess we're going to have ask, ask next time they're on the show, but um there are, you know, there has been things in them, but uh you know, again, Unfortunately, my laser is down right now. Uh, Chris and I are working on some replacement uh, parts there. But um, I have said for some time, I do want to make an insert that allows you to put your uh, Nando's peri-peri uh, sauce and Nando's Perinades, uh right in the spice rack where it's easy to get to in an emergency. Wow. Do that. Can't wait. We'll make that available along with our Croc off-road accessories. Um, we'll put that all, get that all in the store in time for Christmas. So you're going to make tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. Yeah. Well, speaking of Christmas, <laughs> we're getting to the uh, the Christmas season, which means uh, a few uh, great episodes of the Underpowered Hour uh, coming up. Uh, we have the uh, Favorite Things episode uh, where uh, Ike and Jenna and uh, Liza, myself and Linus go through a couple of our favorite things uh, from the previous year to add to your Land Rover or you just your life, you know? You never know mm -hmm. what you're going to what you're going to need. Linus always has some waxed canvas uh, suggestions that, uh, you know, work for about uh, 0.05% of the population. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Liza and Jenna are just compasses for times. So, you know, when it's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
gonna be great it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an advent calendar of awesomeness so uh be sure to tune really in is. Uh, tune into that. And then, of course, uh, first thing in the new year, our good friends Dan and Ivan uh, from uh, the uh, the old uh, Rover Talk podcast uh, are going to come on and talk about the market of 2023 and what looks uh, what looks interesting in the future. We're going to pick our top cars of the previous year, top sold. Maybe I, maybe I'll pick the Queen's $120,000 gain Range Rover. I don't know. Probably. It was probably hers. Um, and, uh, yeah, and lots of other great stuff. We have our panel, uh, from, uh, the old, uh, destination defender, uh, where, uh, we talk to, uh, some folks, uh, that, uh, were involved in the, uh, in the, basically the, the prototype of the 1997 NAS, uh, defender, the diamond edition. So we have Lauren and of course, uh, Mr. Land Rover himself, Mike Bishop talking about uh, that. And then because both, uh, Monday, uh, of Christmas and Monday of New Year's, uh, we won't have new shows those days because uh, you know we've got uh, we've got things to do. We've got uh, parties to uh, get to. Uh, we're gonna have two fantastic classic episodes, and uh, yeah, that's that'll round out the year here at the old uh, underpowered hour. So, Vlado, it is absolutely fantastic to see you. I'm sorry I left the coast entirely. Uh, while you were there, uh, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll meet up in uh, Europe next year, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll have to do some uh, some European adventuring in uh, in some shitty old Land Rovers. I hope we will. We're we're definitely we will. in the planning stages. All right. Well, in that case, we'll see you next week, Ike, and uh, bye till then. All right, Stephen. Take it easy. See you on the trail. Nice to see you guys. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.